0: Don't even believe we're together right now. But, but, but tell your story. You know the one I like. Bye. 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 Welcome back to the Storm Watch and uh, well it's it's been a minute since we've talked and you know there's uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes where uh, we weren't able to uh, record our weekly episodes and uh, the, the post game shows that I love doing. But now we're good. Um, every, everything's been figured out, and, you know, the Stormwatch is back. You know, I won't get too much into details, but there was a uh, there was a radio show that um, was also called the Stormwatch that I was unaware of, and uh, uh, basically there was just, you know, some legal stuff, even though they they weren't trademarked or copyrighted, but it was sort of a they were here first but you know doesn't matter they weren't copyright or anything so as of right now we're going to keep going on with the storm watch and if you know if we've got to change the name in the future we can do that but it's going to be the same show and the the same opinions and same analysis so uh and the same guy running it so we're just going to keep on trucking and yeah so i i apologize to the listeners uh it's I, I've had to be quiet about this Because I didn't, you know I, I didn't want to screw ourselves over even more Especially because we're trying to grow the show uh, You know, from the ground level up And, you know, I wanted to do what I could So it didn't completely fall apart, you know um, But we're back, you know uh, Better than ever, I, <laughs> I think um, You know, coming off of a uh, big win last night Against the Florida Panthers even though we've given up a couple points to the Panthers in the last two games, the Hurricanes really found a way to grind it out and win. And you know, the uh, the first game we played against the Panthers a couple weeks ago, you know, it was it was kind of the opposite. In Florida, we've seen has been a team that is able to really come back in games, and we saw that last night, and we we saw it two nights ago as well. Um, but again, you know. You gotta give you gotta give credit to the Hurricanes, man. I mean, they they finally now have the talent to grind this out. So, anyways, following that uh, little preamble, uh, there's a ton to get into today, man. Um, I definitely want to talk about the Jeff Skinner stuff going on in Buffalo. That is crazy. You know, what is what is Buffalo gonna do with not only Jeff Skinner but their captain Jack Eichel? You know, can't. Can they rebuild? Do they go back into a rebuild? I mean, I don't think you can, you know. Uh, But anyways, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. First thing I want to look at is the Central Division standings right now. Uh, We're obviously just over halfway through uh, the season. And uh, yeah, so looking at the Central Division, Florida, which again... Guys, I told you at the beginning of the year. I know everybody, you know everybody thinks Florida is this surprise team this year. I'm, I'm telling you, man, all they needed was good goaltending, and Drieger is a, as we saw last night, a very decent backup who I also think is going to be Seattle's goalie when they come into the league next year. Um, but that's a, that's a whole other story. So Florida is leading with 30 points, tied for second is Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, Chicago again having a great season. They, you know, their scoring is finally going. So, even when they, you know, again, I still don't like their goaltending situation in Chicago. Uh, I haven't all year, but man, got to give them credit. Patty Kane with an unbelievable night, uh, a couple nights ago when they they put seven on the scoreboard uh, and he got his what was it, 400th goal. Um, Something like that, I, I don't know, I can't can't really remember, but he, it was an impressive milestone for, for Patty Kane. Following them is Columbus, who, uh, well, we just learned that Tortorella's job is apparently safe. Um, we'll see uh, after the second half of the season, because uh, his job may be safe, but his seat's got to be getting a little warm in his office. Following them with 20 points is Nashville, and... Falling behind them is Detroit with 17 points. And the biggest disappointment in the Central Division thus far has to be Dallas. Um, now, Dallas has only played 16 games. Detroit has played the most in the Division with 24. So, really, De- Detroit is is bottom. I mean, they, they should be. Um, Dallas has had all the COVID issues, obviously, this year. But, man, I mean... It, it, they 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 just can't can't win a game to save their life. I mean that that's the only thing I can I can put it to. I mean we've seen many games against Carolina that they played and you know and I think Dallas is a good enough team to win games, but they're just not doing it. You know and and I mean they're just horrible performance the other night against Tampa Bay was just I mean it was just egregious. You know you're an NHL hockey team you can't play that bad. Looking elsewhere around the league, uh, in the east, Washington's leading uh, by two points over Boston, uh, rounding out the top four for those playoff spots for the Islanders and Flyers. Um, I, I think that was pretty much expected in the east. On uh, the north, we have Toronto, who is off to, a, you know, I mean, that's as good of a 2023 20, uh, game start as you could have, especially for Leaf fans. Uh, they've got a pretty good lead over Edmonton, and that's—I mean—that's that, a great series to watch too. Um, you know, I think Edmonton is a lot like Florida. I mean, in Edmonton's offense is, you know, stratospheres above what Florida has, because you know, it, it, you've got Connor McDavid. You should be contending every year, but. You know, Koskinen has just cost them dearly. And last night, I mean, I don't know if y'all saw, but the the goal he let in against, uh, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was William Nylander with the backhander. And it was just like, come on, man. Like, that. that's just, uh, again, you're an NHL goalie. You got to make those saves. Uh, rounding out the uh, other two spots in the north, Winnipeg and Montreal. uh Montreal making that coaching change which we can get into as well. Um yeah, I I don't know. That North Division, it after Toronto and Edmonton, I think it kind of falls off big time and, you know, Vancouver has been an unbelievable disappointment this year. Um again, they they just they're playing really uninspired hockey and it's it's sad to see because they you know they they were looking to take the next step after a decent run in the playoffs last year uh now we can uh move to the west vegas leading that division no surprise there uh st louis in second um man how about bennington trying to fight the entire sharks team the other night that was pretty crazy man oh my gosh i mean he he was barking at everybody and you know i you know what? I know a lot of people hated that. Like, why is he doing? It? You know what? I like to, I like to see it. Let me see the fire. You know, you know, because if you just walk off after getting peppered for goals, you know, you, you know, it it is not a great look. Um, but yeah, St. Louis is still a great team. Minnesota again. I think they're the real surprise in that division. Um, after losing a good number of players last year, uh, coming into this year. Um, uh, but I mean. You look at their additions. I mean, the Zuccarello addition was, you know, it was, it was almost frowned upon with the amount of money that they gave, and uh, but it's, I mean, it's paying off, and and he's had a uh, he's had a good run the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, rounding out the four spot is Colorado, and then you know, again, I, I think much like the North Division, it's just a drop off, man. After those four, because L.A. Oh man, I, I don't know. I mean they've got twenty two points, so they're uh they're up there, but um yeah, I, I don't like this LA team. I mean, they're building, you know, that that's the thing is these three of the bottom four teams are, are building, you know. Uh Arizona is building. You know, they're 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 gonna need a run, but you know, they may be able to sneak in the fourth spot if they can if they can rattle off, you know, a quick four or five game win streak because you know, I mean, last year they they really were a much-improved team. Uh, San Jose, man, San Jose has fallen in the last five years, man. Wow, it, it I hate to see it, and especially for for Marlowe to go back and give it one last go, and, man, they're, they're just bad. The Sharks are just bad this year. And then, you know, bottoming out in the West are the Anaheim Ducks, who are, man... I've never seen a team blow leads like the ducks this year. It's (laughs) it's crazy, but that's a look at the standings right now. And yeah, I mean, again, in the central, I I think, you know, it's going to come down to the wire. I I still think, uh, like I spoke on the, uh, red solo cup podcast with my buddy, Matt Co. Uh, and y'all can go listen to him. He does a, does a great show, but, uh, but we were talking and, you know, he had a uh had a listener send in a question and is asking, you know, is this Carolina's division to win? And, you know, I think Carolina can absolutely win this division, but you know, it I mean, it's literally gonna come down to the wire. Now the good thing is getting the wins over Florida. I mean, that's gonna be huge for the tiebreakers, but the you know, the back and forth games with Tampa Bay, which I think, you know, I think that's what we're gonna see all year. Um You know, I I, as of right now I I, honestly I I believe Tampa Bay is gonna win this division, but you know, Carolina can easily be the two or three team here. All right, so the news that well, I've wanted to talk about it for a while, but I wanted to give Skinner enough time to, you know, see if he can turn around what has just been – I mean, he, look, the last like three or four years has been really, really poor for Jeff Skinner. And, look, we go back, as Hurricane fans know, I mean, he was the darling of Hurricane fans, you know. Um, we drafted him seventh overall in the first round in uh, 2010. And his rookie year – Put up 31 goals, 32 assists for 63 points in the 82 game season. I mean, just, just, just an incredible run. You know, that same year, he was a all star, uh, in, in a home all star game, uh, in Raleigh. I mean, it was just awesome. The next year, 2011 to 2012, 20 goals, 24 assists, 44 points in 64 games. That was the, uh, 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 I think he was injured that year, actually. Yeah, and then the next year was the uh, lockout-shortened season. Um, but he, he, in the lockout-shortened season, put up 24 points in uh, 42 games. The next year comes back, 2013-2014 again. That was a year uh, where Carolina, we, we thought, was starting to make a push to the playoffs, and they weren't. But... uh 71 games played, scored 54 points, 33 assists, 21, excuse me, 33 goals, 21 assists. And then he, again, had a little trend down uh, next year, 2014 season. 77 games played, 18 goals, 13 assists for only 31 points. So, you know, starting to trend down. Um, But then, again, gets right back up. 2015, 2016, 51 points. 2016, 2017, 63 points. 2017, 2018, uh, his last season in Carolina, he put up 63 points. But it was – this is going to sound really bad because he put up 63 points in 79 games. So, you know, just a little under a point a game. But, man, it it, (sighs) – it was starting to feel uninspired and he had, he had kind of moved from that, you know, uh, almost, you know, innocent kid, like, you know, figure, uh, and everybody, you know, fan favorite to, you know, there were stories of people would meet him in the streets, ask us for a picture and he'd blow him off. And, and it just felt like, especially his relationship with Bill Peters, I I think he and, Peters, because we uh, we know Peters was a a pretty tough coach and and he had his issues obviously, um, but you know there there were always talks that they weren't getting along, and you know so he he goes to Buffalo, um, and again his his first year does really well, and then last year I mean just in again obviously shortened because of COVID. But 59 games, he had 14 goals and 9 assists. Um, but there was a lot of disappointment, especially when you take into consideration his contract, right? I mean, this was a shocker to, I think, all Canes all fans when they figured out how much he was being paid. His contract was signed on uh, June 7th in 2019. It was eight years million, okay? Let that marinate. Eight years, $72 million for Jeff Skinner, okay? As of today, he has been scratched in four straight games. His scoring line is 0-1-1 this year. Again, over halfway through the year. He had been moved to the fourth line. That's a $9 million a year player on the fourth line. Oh, and this is only year two. Again, let that marinate. I mean, dodging a bullet is an understatement for Carolina. If Skinner wanted this much, I mean, that's another reason why he, he had to go. Um... But, man, that is, I mean, again, I'm almost speechless. That's one of the worst contracts signed, and there's been some bad ones in the last couple years. I mean, you look at, like, Milan Lucic, and, I mean, there's been a lot of bad contracts signed. That has to take the cake, and here's why. You're not going to trade Jeff Skinner. First off, he, he came out yesterday and said he doesn't want to get traded. He wants to see if this will work out here. And he, he wants to stop being scratched because, you know, he, he said himself, it's not doing me anything being scratched. But I I think Buffalo has to send some sort of message to get him to turn it around because, again, you know, you look at where the NHL is right now with with the amount of money that's being lost in the NHL teams aren't going to be willing to risk that much for a $9 million player. And that also means they're going to have to give up a lot, you know? Because even if, you know, I'd say Jeff Skinner's worth, give him a second round pick and maybe a, uh, I don't know, a defenseman or something like a uh, defenseman prospect or something, like very low level. But the Sabres aren't going to take that for, for $9 million, but, you know, they're probably going to try and shop him to get him off the books, but there's so much to look at here. Because you look at the Buffalo Sabers, what have they done? They've made the playoffs once in how many years has it been? I mean, this team has been mediocre for way too long. I mean, you look at where um, you look at where Buffalo was when they draft Jack Eichel. And this was okay, this they finally got their guy. They're gonna build around him. Let's see what they can do. Right? No. Oh man. And and, and it's just it's it's really it it's really sucks to see. So right now, here's the other thing, man. The Sabres have just over four hundred thousand dollars in cap space. That's it. Okay. They have so much money wrapped up in this team. And whether it's dead cap or still just using on active players, I mean, it's insane. You know, the only player making more on the team is Jack Eichel. And that's another question. What do you do with Jack Eichel? Because he is going to, whether he says it or not, he's going to want out. Because he is too good of a player to put up with that for so long. You know, to cross over sports, you look at it, Jack Eichel is basically in a J.J. Watt position. I mean, I think that is the best comparison you can make. Is that J.J. Watt had, I mean, broken his back for for, for putting the Texans (laughs) and trying to carry them, you know, for all these years. And you look at Jack Eichel, and I think he's done even more than what J.J. Watt had done. But you put up with just garbage teams for so long, you know, a carousel of coaches for the Sabres. I mean, it. you know, the average person would want out immediately, you know? I mean, toxic work environment. The ownership obviously has their big issues at, in Buffalo, fans don't want to go to games like and and you look at this i mean something has to be done with this buffalo team look at the taylor hall signing 8 million dollars 8 million dollars oh and by the way uh taylor hall signed a no movement clause so yeah it was a one year deal but it's 8 million dollars man like who is signing these deals? Kyle Oposo. You know what? He was he was decent for the Islanders years ago. They're paying him six million dollars a year for another three years. You know? I mean, and our old captain, Eric Stahl, they're giving him three point two, and he's he's played decent. But it's like they're 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 throwing so much money and you know, coming into this season when they were making these big signings. It was like Buffalo's going for it, and they had to. You know, I mean, it it wasn't even championship or bust. It was playoffs or bust. They just wanted to be in the mix, you know? And look at last year. The NHL let 24 teams into the playoff bubble. 24! And Buffalo couldn't make it. How is that possible for a team that supposedly has the talent, or at least management wants us to believe they have the talent. Man, it, it, it's just tough, man. It's tough to see, you know, and, you know, their, their goalies are bad. And But anyways, you go back to the Jeff Skinner situation. What what can Buffalo do here? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can trade him. I think you you're forced to ride it out because you can't do a buyout either. you know you, you can't have that money just dead cap sitting there. Um, I mean God, you look at Carolina who had that again not even close to the same level of the Jeff Skinner contract, but the Alex Semon experiment years ago, which was supposed to be you know all oh, that was Ovechkin's you know right hand man and um, and he was a massive disappointment. And finally, you know, they had the balls to buy him out. But that hurt us for the next like three years, you know? And so you'd have to do that for for what? Another six years? A six year buyout? Nine million dollars on the cat? Like, get out of here, man. So I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's more sad than anything, the the fall from Grace that Jeff Skinner's had because I mean he he could have been the the king of Carolina honestly. I mean with the way his career started and you know and and again I don't know if stuff was going on outside of it but the last year in Carolina something was off and even in Buffalo like he had that decent first year in Buffalo but something still seemed off and then when they signed him to I mean again probably the worst deal in the last 5 years it's been made in the NHL but you know i i just wanted to talk about this because you know as carolina fans we we dealt with jeff for a long time and you know for the first 4 or 5 years he was he was awesome he was you know probably the biggest fan favorite honestly it's just just sad to see man but you know i i guess you know you can hope that they get it turned around and that's the other thing like there's still time for buffalo to turn this season around you know again all it takes is is four or five quick games to uh and winning those games you know i mean that's that's all it takes and they're right back in the mix but again it's just a story that we're going to have to uh have to follow through the whole year and uh you know it's again tough for skinner but I mean, he did at one point have the skill to to take over a team and, you know, maybe he don't have that anymore. But, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be following that Jeff Skinner story uh, the rest of the year. Now, obviously, this is a Carolina Hurricanes podcast, but a little bit more uh, news from around the league I wanted to get into. Uh, well, it's just great to have some sort of fans back in the game and, you know, going around, uh, the flyers are going to let in about 15%. Uh, Vegas is letting in about 15%. Uh, Florida was letting in like 20%, but it's Florida. So that was really like 5%. Um, (laughs) sorry, that's, that's a bad shot. But, um, and obviously in, uh, in Carolina, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get some fans back in, which is fantastic. As of right now, I think it's mostly just season ticket holders, which is the most fair thing to do, obviously. Um, but, you know, at least we're starting to creep back towards normalcy. And we're coming up on a, in what, like a week or so, a year to the date where the, the sports world and really the world in general stopped and, um, Man, it's been it's been the slowest and fastest at the same time uh, last year. I mean, it's it's just been been crazy, and um, you know, it's it's well, it's just impressive that we're able to get hockey, and they're doing it, you know, as safe as they can. But you know, as I say that, uh, Sidney Crosby has been put on the uh, COVID protocol list, so the Penguins are going to be without Sid for a while, but man, to think about what it was a year ago. I mean, really, what was it a, a a week ago that was the David Ayers game? And I remember, man, we were, uh, we were having a poker night at our house. This was when I was living in Mississippi and we were having a poker night and I had gone to the bathroom and came back and uh, everybody was like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, and next thing I know, you know, Forza was talking about uh, some guy named David Ayers, who was a Zamboni driver, coming into the game. And I was like, are you kidding me, man? And, you know, speaking of that, man, last year the Toronto games were insane. You know, you had the David Ayers game then, and uh, I don't know if it was right before Christmas or right before New Year's last year, but it was that crazy like 8-6 to six or 8-7 to seven game where you know they got those two or three quick goals off of faceoffs the the leafs did i mean just uh just insane games i feel like we've always had really good games with the leafs but uh but anyways yeah and we had no idea what you know two or three weeks ahead would hold and and all of a sudden i was back in north carolina i mean it was it was it was crazy um but yeah anyways that was just some news that i wanted to touch on before we got into uh, into the Hurricanes. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the league that we need to talk about. And I really want to talk about the Skinner stuff, but you know what? This is a Canes podcast. Let's get into some Canes hockey. Well, first and most importantly, we finally stopped the little skid that we were on. Um, you know, it, that could have turned really bad, especially coming into the Florida series and, I mean, that just shows how tight this division is, obviously. But, uh, you know, that's what good teams do. You got to stop the skid. Going back a little bit, obviously, we had the two uh, uh, extra extra time wins. Uh, obviously, last night, the Natchez goal uh, to win in overtime, as well as the Natchez shootout goal, Man, that game Saturday night. Whew, it took a while for my heart to calm down after that game. I was, uh, I, I wasn't too too happy, I guess, or impressed after that game. I, I really was upset, you know, because it. I think the Hurricanes are starting now to get back to their style of play, like they had at the beginning of the year, but man especially those games against Tampa Bay, too, earlier uh, last week, it was it was like it, it was a completely different Hurricanes team, you know, from going from the first two games where it was a 4-0 win and and then, you know, the 4-2 loss, but they still put in a good effort, I thought, that game. Um, the 3-0 loss was just, man, it was, that was just not Hurricanes hockey. And then the 3-1 loss, I mean, there's, it was just a boring game, you know, it, I don't know man it, it was rough But You know Going back The big win over the Blackhawks um, And then You go back You know Even further than that The big win over the Blue Jackets Seven to three A couple weeks ago You know There's There's still a lot of A lot of good going on right now And And tonight There's a great opportunity To continue it against uh The Nashville Predators Who Again I mean they, They've they struggled Um You know We uh you know if we want to look at this Nashville team they um you know like like we said at the start of the year they they've got a very good defense and a and obviously good goaltending but their goal scoring is is really where it where it hurts i mean Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis are two of their top three scorers and those are defensemen you know um and then you know Philip Forsberg is trying to drag this team to the playoffs but you know Marcus Grandlin hadn't done much 9 points Victor Arvidson has 8 points Matt Duchesne, again disappointing shocking right you know we I think I called that in in our season preview this year like there's this guy is a locker room cancer and everybody wants to give him a chance because he had one or two really good seasons and everybody thinks he can get back to that, but obviously he can't. Um, the former Kane Eric Hollis got six points. I mean, this—they're—they're they're just not scoring, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, they're—they're they're ten and eleven on the year, as as average as you can get. Um, but this is a Nashville team that has given given Carolina a, a little bit of trouble in the past. They're—they're they're a tough team, man. They—they they really are, but. You know, you move over to Carolina's side and man, I think the first half MVP has to go to Vinny Trocek. You know, uh, Sebastian Aho has has played really well as, you know, as well. And uh fetch has kind of slowed down a little bit. Um but again, what's great about this Hurricanes team is we're having people step up. You know, Svetch had a fantastic first, you know, what, 10, 11 games of the season. And then it starts slowing down. But guess what? You get that support. Now, you know, Brett Pesci's starting to score. I mean, and, and Pesci, he's getting re- rewarded in the goal column. But, man, he's got 10 assists this year. I mean, that that's, what, second? No, excuse me, third on the team. And that's right behind Natchez, who's just been wheeling and dealing. Um you know, Jesper Foss, I think he's playing well. Um, I think he's really coming into his role. I also want to take a moment to give a lot of credit to Jake Bean, man, is this kid worth the hype or what? I mean, he, he can play. Oh my God. It's just impressive for how young of a player he is and, and the stuff he's able to do on the ice. So, uh, great and great that he got rewarded with his first uh first NHL goal because he's been close and and he's I mean he's had the assists there as well so he's been in the right place and glad he could get rewarded um you know Cedric Paquette got on the board as well as the newcomer so I mean there's a lot really a lot that's good going on here um you know Ajo and Trocheck are uh, are both tied for points with 18 but Trocheck has 11 goals this season again uh, a lot to like here um and the other good news is Mirazik is well he he's close to coming back um I think they uh Waddell had really planned for this weekend he wants to see Mirazik back in the goal and you know uh, A week ago, I would have said we need to get him in there as soon as possible because Reimer had a couple rough games. He's let in a couple softies. I mean, even last night, he let in a couple softies. But again, he's a backup. And, you know, I think I was hard on Adelkovich earlier this year. But, you know, at the end of the day, I got to get back to reality and see, you know what, these guys are backups right now. and, And they're being thrown into the starting position. And they're, for the most part, keeping the Hurricanes in the game. Um, You know, there's been some softies let in. But at the same time, you know, in some of these games, they're not getting the goal support that they had earlier this year. You know, so Reimer could let in two or three, but the Hurricanes were scoring four, so you were all right. So there's, you know, I don't know. I I think I've been a little too tough on the goalies this year um, because I I just need to know their role and – and and they are playing their role good. You know, um I guess we're yeah, I mean, we'd have to see Nadelkovich tonight against Nashville. Um but I, I think tonight's gonna be a high scoring game, honestly. I it's been a while since Carolina's really popped off for goals and it's not been, you know I mean, you look, you know, the last couple of nights they've had to struggle to get a goal late in the game and then uh and then get a goal in overtime. So uh you know, if I was a betting man, uh, the over set at five and a half tonight. And I, I think I'm going to take that, honestly. I think I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. And I want to see the Hurricanes get back to that energy, man, that just buzzing for an entire 60 minutes. Um, and I also have to consider, you know, and, and us as Canes fans have to consider the schedule that these teams are on. I mean, think about it. Last week we had a – A back to back with Tampa Bay. And and it's only going to get worse because of the way they've tried to fit these games in that got canceled because of the COVID issues earlier this year. But, um, you look at the scheduling and it's like two games back to back against Tampa, then Florida. And then all of a sudden you go from Florida one night all the way to, you know, to Nashville. I mean, it's tough. So I don't know. Um, you're going to have to come out with energy against Nashville, and I think that's what what the Hurricanes are going to need to do to win this game. Um, another thing I wanted to hit on, penalties. Am I the only one that's seeing way too many penalties being taken by this team? You know, am I looking too deep into that? Because I really feel like this is getting a little out of hand. Um, you know, and... I mean Svetch is leading the team with uh with 20 penalty minutes but I mean they I just feel like we're taking a a ton of penalties and and I think referees and officials uh have been a little a little too cute with calling penalties um like last night I think they're they're anticipating the call rather than just watching it and uh and it, instead of anticipating the play you know, like that tripping call last night was, it was, it was not good. I, I was pretty shocked they, they had the balls to call it. But, um, yeah, I, I think officials, I, well, I think penalties across the league have been up. It seems like even when you're watching the national games on NBC, like it, it just feels like they're, they're just, they're calling so much. You know, and I know the regular season they usually call more than in like the playoffs and stuff. But you got to let them play a little bit, right? But man, last night—excuse me—last night I really felt, um, I really felt penalties were really hindering the Hurricanes, and and you know, good news is though the power play is running really well, so I, I love what the power play is doing. But you know, tonight we against nashville coming in a back-to-back got to eliminate the penalties got to play a clean game as well Uh, i I think that's i think that's the only way you're going to win tonight you know you got to give nadelkovich a chance and again you know nashville in the best offensive team but you know that's a that's a pretty dangerous power play they got going on there Before we end the episode, I want to give a uh, big congratulations to the 14 and under uh, AA Junior Hurricanes. Uh, last night, they won the state title in North Carolina. And in a couple months, uh, obviously, you know, COVID allowing, uh, they're going to go to Dallas to compete for nationals. And man, they've been a filthy team all year. And, um, you know, it's, it's great that, you know, we, we had a decent Program the Charlotte Junior Checkers here and and in Carolina or excuse me up in Raleigh. Uh, they've built a a great youth hockey program and and it's it's great to see that the Carolina Hurricanes are are really investing in the area. You know especially with the weight competition center and man that whole facility is just unbelievable. It's not just a ice rink obviously. It's I mean they've got everything. It's 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 pretty impressive. But I love that they are not only investing in the 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 really good players and and the really good teams but you know doing what it takes to grow this game and and you know I love the uh what do they call it the you can play days or whatever where they they let anybody come out try out hockey you know they provide the equipment and everything like there's you know it's just a lot of good that the that the Carolina Hurricanes are doing so I wanted to give a uh, quick shout out to the uh uh 14U AA junior hurricanes uh congratulations on the state title and uh yeah man represent represent this great state in uh in dallas in a in a few short months all right i think that just about does it for this storm watch episode thanks again for everybody for tuning in Uh, i apologize uh, again for the i guess break in action you could call it Um, but the good news is we're back and yes, we will have a post game show tonight uh, following the Nashville Predators game. Uh, I hope this is a, a good kind of a. Uh, this was a shorter episode, but we got a little game preview in and, and uh, talked about some other stuff around the league. And we'll definitely have much more to talk about tonight following the game. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Stormwatch Pod. And yeah, thank you uh, to everybody for tuning in. Thanks for sticking along with us through this uh, just weird time. And uh, we will talk to you after tonight's game.